Welcome to the Willing and Winning Podcast. I'm your host and multicultural gay best friend, Will Hill. Each week, I'll be speaking over the digital ether to create a positive space in which we can all find the will to overcome pretty much everything and open discussions on the colorful moments in media. If we didn't know each other before, now is our chance to meet in the middle and positively grow from here. Together, let's find the will to win. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Willing and Winning podcast. I hope that we had an amazing weekend full of self-love, sharing love, and just soaking up that energy, and that our Valentine's Day, again, was filled with nothing but an abundance of positive love energy. I do know that not all of us celebrate Valentine's Day or are in relationships, but I love love, and I'm also just not unaware of the scope of my community. So I do know that there are listeners out there, there are people who follow me, that they are single and they're on the prowl to mingle. And, you know, they... Ooh, there goes my phone. (laughs) And they would like to hear, you know, from someone that they can relate to on topics that are going on in real life, in their real life, and just getting through them. And I know, you know, for the people in relationships, this might not be an episode for you because perhaps you feel as though you don't really have anything to learn right now. But I always feel like we've got some things to learn. So today, I am actually kind of extending a blog post. So I am sharing some do's and don'ts on dating. That was for a blog post that I wrote specifically more towards queer and the queer community and queer dating. But, you know, we can all use a few reminders But I also wanted to talk about, you know, learning to love and learning how to exist and be in a relationship. Like I said, if you're in a relationship already, this might not be the episode that you need to listen to, but perhaps you actually have a friend who is up and down in relationships or a single friend, you know, kind of struggling to put themselves on the horse or to even, you know, navigate dating, especially, especially in today's day and age. So that is what I wanted to bring to you guys on today's episode is I wanted to chat with you some of my own insight on how I'm still learning how to exist and be and love in relationships and dating, but also share those do's and don'ts. So, with that, let's get into today's episode. So, before I get into talking about the do's and don'ts of dating, you know, because we could all use those reminders, I wanted to dive into, like I said, those elements of navigating a relationship. I consider that learning to love whether that's with a romantic partner, a business partner, a best friend, a parent, 
I feel that we are all, well, because we are all on this journey of healing and growth, that part of that is learning how to love. And sometimes, you know, you do break the agreements that you grew up with because you realize that's that agreement's not meant for your life path and you have to go out and navigate. And as you're navigating, you have to really be cautious and wise and pay attention. Because when you're doing that, you are allowing yourself to be aware to things that you want, things you don't want, situations that are going to be good for you, situations that aren't going to be good for you. But I also understand that when you are caught up in a relationship or, you know, you're just so caught in the whirlwind of everything, it can be, it can become forgetful to take those moments to stop and reflect. But as I've been growing through personal development, I'm always journaling. So I have gone back through my journal, my well, my journals, because I've gone through quite a few, but I've gone back through them and I started taking note of those pages and those moments where I would write about how my heart was feeling towards relationships, towards dating. And it made me realize that I am still learning how to love. And if I'm learning still, then I know someone else is still learning. And we don't have to learn alone. It does not have to be alone. We don't have to be in the same social circle to do that. That's what this podcast is for, for us to connect. So, like I said, something that I have learned as I've navigated my romantic life is that we are all learning how to love and there isn't exactly one set of rules on how to do that. Because the thing is, we are all so different. But the one thing that we fear is being alone. If you guys remember on our earlier episode that I did, I had chatted about the benefits of growing in a tribe. If you don't have a tribe, at the end of the day, you at least want a partner to grow with. Because the fear of being alone is the fear of death. So... We need to allow ourselves to explore with our hearts, but okay, let me not say need because it's not that we need to, because I'm, I don't want to tell anybody what really they need to do. As I said, our life paths are different, but we do need to be open to allowing our hearts to explore, to explore the possibility of being open to love of letting ourselves be vulnerable enough to be hurt so that we know in the future what to avoid. But sometimes, you know, when we do get caught up, we get this ideal image in our minds about what a relationship should be based on agreements we've made about love and things that we've gone through through life experience. So when the reality of the relationship we're in or that we're trying to be in doesn't match the idea we have in our head, we do start to kind of get a little confused, I'd say. I don't want to say that things go wrong, but that's where I feel confusion comes in because 
you have an idea in your head of what the relationship should look like and it's not matching the reality. So then the confusion comes in. So for my personal example, when that's happened, those moments, they cause the insecurities within me to spike, to rise. And I look at the relationship then as not quality enough to take it seriously. And yeah, this has definitely caused me to get my heart broken a few times because I've gotten in my own way because I put out this image in my head of what the relationship should look like. The reality didn't match that. So I chose to run with my insecurities as opposed to looking deeper into them, you know, really figuring out what, what the deep root of cause was. But as I am growing as an individual through personal development, I have learned, you know, that often when I am causing issues in relationships, it's because of my own insecurities. And when it comes to loving, like I said, whether that's a romantic partner, best friend, business partner, when your insecurities get in the way, that can lead to a boatload of other issues that start to cause cracks in the relationship. So for me with my insecurities, when they get in the way, then I don't trust. So not only am I not seeing the relationship as not quality, but I'm now not trusting in myself or in the relationship because the insecurities have peaked and that's only because I've allowed myself to get caught up with the idea of what the relationship should be in my head as opposed to living and accepting the reality of it. Now, if you're in a horrible relationship or a bad or a toxic relationship, I'm not saying sit there and be in that relationship. What I am saying when you have to look at the reality of it is, is now looking at the reality, you, you need to start Again, let me rephrase that. I don't really want to say need. With looking at the reality of the toxicity of the relationship, if it's something you're wanting to get out of, or if, you know, you're working to get into a relationship, but those insecurities are arising, the reality that you want to look at is the reality of it. So for me, it's my insecurities when there's that mits, when there's that mismatch between my ideal and the reality. If it's a toxic situation, you don't want to stay caught up in the reality of what that relationship could be because you are deserving of so much more. Looking at the reality then, it puts you in the seat that you can start making the actions to remove yourself from that situation, or if you're still navigating relationships, looking at the reality of what is happening during each time a date doesn't go well, each time, you know, your partner, you know, you're only together for two, three weeks at a time, and then it's on to the next one and the pattern repeats itself. You want to look at the reality of it. And instead of you know, getting caught up in that ideal, you want to look at the reality to start making those actionable choices.
that will align you better with one, the relationship you want to be in, but more importantly, with how you want to be in relationships, how you want to show up. I'm sure, you know, you don't want to show up negatively. You want to show up as a positive person. And learning to love, it is going to require and come with heartbreak and those moments where you aren't exactly sure what is going on, you know, like what you're doing, if you're doing things right. But you can't be closed off to exploring that. And I know that, you know, not every relationship is the same and they don't all look the same and they're not going to look the same. That's okay. But navigating them comes with a choice. So I had said in the beginning that we want to be open to exploring. But sometimes when we do explore, we get caught up in that ideal. And for me, like I said, when that ideal doesn't match the reality, it causes confusion, which sparks my insecurities. If you're still navigating and you aren't exactly sure why that relationship hasn't come yet, you know, the idea that you have in your head of the relationship might not be matching the actions of your reality. And if you're looking to remove yourself from a toxic situation, it's, it's not about having this idea of who this person could be. It's about putting, you know, the idea of knowing what you deserve and putting yourself in situations that align you with that. However, I will say for toxic relationships, because I've been there, it's not, you know, just as easy as removing yourself from the situation. So I'm not saying that getting out of a toxic relationship and into a better one is some piece of cake, but it does start with looking at the reality of it. And for me, again, like I said, it is really those insecurities that come in, but I do have to choose to look at the reality of the insecurity. So my little roundup on learning how to love and, you know, sharing really on how to do that. Cause like I said, there's really like not one rule book to do that. I'm sharing what's worked for me is that I'm not saying that I'm over my insecurities or that, you know, it's removed from me. It is something I'm very much still dealing with and working on, but it's choosing to show up each time and face the situation. So, when you do go on that date, you know, it's okay to have the idea of how you want the date to go, but be present in the reality of the date. Face the situation because you'll never know how to deal with it if you don't do it in that moment. And should that situation arise again, you know, you might find yourself in that same cycle that you don't want to be in. But we are all still learning. So we have to choose to learn and not get so caught up with the ideas that run through our head. Something that has helped me grow as a person though in relationships, 
both friendships, romantic, and even in business, are podcasts. There is one specifically that I listen to. It is Recovering from Reality by Alexis Haynes. And the insight there is genuine, and it gives me the opportunity to genuinely reflect on my own self, to find out my wants and needs from a partner, what I want, but also what I know that I can give out. It really does take me out of the place of trying to work through things in my head because learning, it's not just about, you know, trying to pull from your inner resources. It's about using the tools that you have in front of you, that you have it the ready available to you that you can soak that knowledge in and then make the applications. So as far as learning to love and what I've got for you on that bit, it is that you aren't bad at love. You might have some things you need to work on, but you aren't bad at it. Like me, you're learning and growing, and that is okay. Because if you're choosing to grow, then you're always going to be learning as you're growing. And when you're growing and learning, you're healing. And there really is nothing better than than healing. You know, you're no longer in pain. You're no longer suffering trials and tribulations. You're healing. So I do want to let you know and share with you before I move on to some do's and don'ts is that choose to explore with an open heart Don't get so caught up in an idea in your head and take the time to reflect. You know, if you notice a red flag that's not going to work for you, take note of that in yourself, in someone else. If, you know, you have that feeling inside that you're ready to make that jump and, you know, connect with that person, don't hold back because literally you don't know when you're going to, you know, get that opportunity next. You know, it could be your last, you know, breathable moment. So just take that chance and don't let your your fear get in the way of your heart. And just accept yourself at the end of the day that you are still learning and growing. And that is what I've got on learning how to love. I hope that <clears throat> someone listening to this part was able to resonate because I know that, you know, I now know that we are never alone when we feel like we are. But it takes, you know, people choosing to share those vulnerable moments to allow connection to happen so no one has to grow alone. And that's why I really wanted to bring this topic here, especially before diving into some do's and don'ts, because, you know, dating is something we could all talk about, you know, some do's and don'ts. But with bringing value, I really wanted to bring the value on letting you know that while you're navigating your dating life, even in a relationship or not, it's okay that you're still learning how to love. And don't ever close your heart off. Keep it open. And now let's get on to some do's and don'ts of dating. 
As I already mentioned, I wanted today's conversation to offer insight to navigating a date or two, since for some of us, it has been quite some time since we've been on a date due to the world's circumstance. However, that does not mean that we have to let the lack thereof keep us from getting back on the horse. So if you feel like you need a refresher on how to positively navigate those romantic rendezvous, this part of the episode, I am bringing to you some personal insights so you can enjoy any dates, any upcoming plans without those awkward mishaps, because I don't know about y'all, but I've had quite a few, so I'm sure we've all been there. So I've got three do's and three don'ts. Definitely didn't want to keep it too long. Also, I did work this into a blog post, so if you're more of a reader as opposed to a listener, I will definitely make sure to share the link for that in the show notes. So let's just get into it. So my three do's for dating are honesty, to meet halfway, and FaceTime or Zoom. So with honesty, you know, I've had too many dating experiences where those daddies just wanted me to be some secret little side piece to the Mr. and yes, even a Mrs. Awkward. You know, it was that whole secrecy thing. So, you know, no nobody finding out and that one secret just kind of like always leads to like a pile of others and absolutely nothing about that is a vibe. So whether you're looking to date, you know, short or long term, honesty can positively go a long way. And meeting halfway is my next one. So statistically, the LGBTQ community, they deal with issues such as substance abuse or mental health issues, you know, much like hetero people, you know, everyone's got their issues. It's not some perfect Instagram relationship. Like I mentioned, you know, earlier in this episode, you don't want to get caught up in that idea. So you need to be willing to meet people halfway. So that way you're not getting your expectations crushed because it's not what you'd expect it to be. But also because genuinely, if you're looking to grow with this person, you've got to be willing to meet them where they're at because they're most likely going to be meeting you where you're at and you might not even be in the best place. So you have to be willing to meet people halfway. And my last do is a FaceTime or a Zoom date. You know, just because literally we might not be able to hop on a plane or hop on uh, into an Uber or a train or something or mobile transportation, or if you're not in the same city, It doesn't mean that you should be closed off to the possibility of what the relationship could look like or even be in the future. You literally have technology in your pocket. Use your tech resources and get creative. So those are my do's. Now on to my don'ts. So my three don'ts are do not push the boundaries of being open. Don't assume, oh my gosh. Don't assume a hookup is always going to mean penetration. And don't, do not assume forever. So don't push the boundaries of being open because not everyone is comfortable making it publicly known of their sexual identity for many reasons that are valid to them. If you don't want to express that, you know, if you don't want it 
only expressed behind closed doors. And you know, you are someone who wants to shout your love from the rooftops or even just a little hand-holding in public. If that's for you and that doesn't work for your partner, don't push the boundaries of forcing them to do something that would put make them uncomfortable. Have a conversation with them. And, you know, that's personal work for them to do for themselves. And you can be there to support them. But, you know, putting them in a situation where it's uncomfortable, it's not going to help you. And if it's really not for you, then again, that's just a conversation that you're going to have to have. But do not push your partner into a point where they aren't ready. <clears throat> My next don't is do not assume that a hookup is always going to mean penetration. This literally, I don't, this one like is like a big don't aside from the don't assume forever. Because again, we get so caught up in this idea of what porn sells us. And real sex isn't what porn would like us to believe. You know, accept it. Believe it or not, accept it. Because that's just the truth. Sometimes you might just end up maybe going down on each other or engaging in some mutual solo play. And that still very much counts as a hookup. If that's not enough for you, there's always, you've got a mouth. Have a conversation. But you should not assume that every time you hook up with your partner, whether you're in a relationship or dating them, that it's going to be anal penetration because anal is not always going to be on the menu, and that's okay. But also, again, if you are a hetero couple, penetration in general it does not always have to be on the menu. And my last don't is don't assume forever. This, again, does kind of go back to getting caught up in that idea of the relationship in your head. Just because date number one or hangout number one, whatever y'all do for the first time, went great does not mean that this person is meant to be in your life until the end of your days. You want to take the time to genuinely get to know who you're talking to because people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So if you rush in too fast, you might end up finding yourself in a situation you never knew that you wouldn't even want to be in. So it's okay. Take your time. You don't have to rush and, you know, hit the bullet bob. You can take your time. It is okay. So that is what I've got for dating do's and don'ts. The do's are honesty, meeting halfway, finding a way to FaceTime or Zoom date, using your tech resources. My don'ts are don't push the boundaries of being open. Don't assume that a hookup always means penetration and don't assume forever. Listen, you guys, I know that dating is not easy. There's no one set of rules that could be given to really help everyone as we're all different, but we don't need to be closed off to dating and love. We are beings of connection and we are meant to grow together. Sometimes we've got to do some solo work and, you know, take that journey alone. But we're not meant to grow to our highest selves, to the highest version of life, of existence alone. We do need others to do that. So be open to exploring love, to letting your heart be open to giving love. And honestly, just... 
just choose to embrace it. Embrace it with uncertainty because you'll never know if you don't try. Or as I've tried, as I've been working to cut try out of my vocabulary, you'll never know if you never do. So go ahead and explore with your heart. That is all I've got for you guys today. I am so thankful for this community always that we get to grow together. So if you like what you're hearing here and you want to continue getting to know me more, you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Issa Will Hill, or you can follow the podcast page at Will to Win Podcast. I am working on growing that with keeping up updates on the podcast and, you know, just getting to connect with the podcast community. So I'll leave both of those in the show notes as well as the link to the blog post on the do's and don'ts of dating. And I will chat with you guys next week. Also, before I fully sign off, if you haven't listened, last week I dropped two episodes. A bonus episode came out on Friday with one of my business partners, and then I actually left a little short episode for you this Monday with some little updates and a cute little message for you. But that's all I've got for you guys today. We will chat next week.